superpower, how to harness your gifts, fulfill your purpose, and create a life of joy. Also, the other number one bestsellers, including Navigating the Clickety-Clack, Volume 1, How to Stay Peace-Filled in the Seemingly Toxic World, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach, and Evolutionary Healer. And if you happen to be a sensitive soul, a conscious sensitive soul, our mission is to help these sensitive souls, you know, harness your intuiting, manifesting, healing gifts so you can shine your light and vibration as high as possible so we can pull the world out of darkness and to usher in and anchor in the new reality of peace, joy, love, and prosperity and happiness for all. So thank you so much for joining me. And every first Monday of the month on Light Warrior Radio, I have my guest, Dr. Dennis Lobstein, and he is here to help us with uh, phototherapy patching using the principles of Asian Chinese medicine, uh, acupuncture points, meridians. Um, and if you have a particular issue in your body that you're going through or could be, you know, even emotional uh, issue, um, we're going to open up the phone lines later on in the Q&A, and you can ask what uh, acupuncture points or patches may be uh, most helpful for that particular symptom or constellation of symptoms. And the number to call in is 818-514-1190 and hit 1. So we know your hand is up. Again, 818-514-1190 and hit 1. And if you're live on the show and you're online instead of by phone, you can also type your question into the chat. So just a couple of rules about the questions. Um, LifeWave uh, Company does not claim to treat cure, prevent, mitigate any diseases. Um, so we're all about uh, general wellness and well-being. It's really your body that is healing itself. So what we want to do is support your body in healing itself um, using ancient medicine, acupuncture, phototherapy, and we can use these in really great combinations. So when you do ask your question, um, we cannot uh, answer questions related to, you know, curing or treating or preventing diseases, but we can um, talk about, you know, how to alleviate the symptoms of those or how to encourage your body to heal itself. Um, so just please keep that in mind when you're asking the questions. So that number again is 818-514-1190 and then hit 1 so we know your hand is up. And uh, so the first part of today, um, we are going to be talking about prostate care and support because last time we were talking about urinary bladder and peeing too much and, you know, at night and all these kinds of things and we didn't have time to really talk about the prostate. So we're going to actually complete um, that conversation about supporting a healthy prostate. Um, and yes, this is male focused, but after we get to the Q&A, then you can ask whatever question related to other systems or issues that you have. Completely okay to do that. So without further ado, welcome, Dr. Dennis. Well, hey, Dr. Karen. Um, delighted to be here with you all today. And, yeah, thank you again uh, you know, for sharing your time with us. Oh, sure. It's my pleasure. It's always a lot of fun. We're in our eighth year of doing this, and I guess I love flapping my gums and having you give us feedback. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need that brilliance to come out somehow, right, Dr. Dennis? <laughs> right. So when when you're talking about um, asking the questions, what struck me was that the major difference between germ theory and the law of the terrain. And we're mostly focused on the law of the terrain, whereas most of allopathic medicine is focused on germ theory. That is identifying a pathology and a germ and taking the germ out without regard for the rest of the body. But we're looking at energy balance with the law of the terrain and how to keep the body healthy. And so that's what we're focused on with using these patches. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I was just doing a, a master class the other day where I, I put up a picture on the slide of uh, Louis Pasteur and his uh, rival, Antoine Beauchamp, the former being very, very famous. Uh, the latter kind of, you know, obscurity, but he was actually a, an incredibly brilliant man. He was always arguing with Pasteur about, um, you know, it's really about the, the patient, not the germ. <laughs> you know, that we really have to focus on, and supposedly on Pasteur's deathbed, he whispered Beauchamp was right all along. Um, but he had gotten so right. much fame, you know, from his germ theory that, uh, you know, it was adopted, you know, by, by pretty much all of Western, all of the Western world. So, yeah, so we're focused on the train theory, supporting the body to heal itself. Um, so, yeah, and, and uh, I know that uh, people think that, uh, you know, Dr. Dennis, when we age, you know, as guys, um, isn't, isn't it inevitable, you know, that guys have prostate issues and they get swollen. They think it's just an age-related thing. So would love your yeah. perspective on, you know, why that happens. Sure. Well, also, part of my perspective is it's not just a male problem, but um, there's a homologous um, or a homologue of the prostate in women that's uh, parourethral. That means it surrounds the urethra the same as the prostate does, and that's a, the skein's gland. And oh, the skein's gland, got it. And, and it comes from the same primordial ectoderm as the prostate. So when we're talking energetically about prostate, that also applies to skein's gland in women because it secretes fluid, uh, just the same as the prostate does, and um, that that fluid also can be measured for PSA, prostate specific at, um, antigen. So wow. there are energetic parallels, and so if you're a woman, you don't have to ignore what we're saying about prostate when we're talking about energy patterns. You, we're talking about uh, in in uh, Asian medicine, tonifying the kidney yang and tonifying the spleen chi to help the, support the prostate, and that can also help women and their their mm, skin gland and secretions. Okay, and these secretions have obviously a purpose. Will you go into that a little bit? Right. Well, maybe not now, in, but at some point. Okay. Yeah. Um, might as well do it now. Uh, the uh, the, pro- the prostate secretions um, people know as semen, and uh, it is secreted during uh, orgasm. And the same thing happens when the skein gland secretes fluid. Um, but in- the only difference is instead of having uh, sperm from testes in it, it still is secreted during orgasm and during uh, sexual arousal. So uh, it's an important lubricant during sexual arousal to have that uh, fluid. So it's an important fluid. Gotcha. All right. So uh mostly focusing on prostate, but same energy pattern applies to women. Uh, We have 
about 60% of our men age 40 to 60 have swollen prostates, and that's a major problem, especially since it's being addressed by Western medicine approaches. So what, what I'd like to do is talk about what the prostate is made out of, how it is dealt with in the West, how it's viewed with Asian medicine, and then we'll look at acupuncture points that can help uh, when we put patches on them and help the energy and rebalance things using Asian medicine approaches. Sounds good. So what we're looking at is a walnut-sized, normally walnut-sized ball of connective tissue and smooth muscle and glands that are all rolled into an organ called the prostate. And the problem we're looking at is that when it swells, it obstructs flow of urine from the bladder out of the body. And that means it pinches the urethra. And so that's related to um, urinary frequency that we talked about before because it, it, when it's swollen, it can inhibit that frequency and cut down on the flow of urine. That's why uh, a lot of men, one of the symptoms we ask about in Western medicine is do you have to push to get the stream to go, which normally you shouldn't have to. So in young men, you know, it's like, you know, a big, you know, like racehorse kind of like stream. And then in older men, it's like sometimes dribbling, sometimes they have to push, sometimes they think they're emptied, and then they push a little more, and there's more to empty. Right, and that's because it's swollen and it's taking up volume the bladder normally would occupy where urine could collect, and so you have to urinate more frequently. And um, be, because there's a little reservoir behind the swelling in the bladder, you feel like uh, you're not completely empty and you have to squeeze more and... Uh, when you think you're done, there's a little bit more that comes out afterwards, mm-hmm. just as you were uh, talking about. Yes. Okay, so the the way we view this, oh, also, let, let's look at uh, what's causing it. Okay, so in the West, we're talking about enlargement and urine retention, as I mentioned. We're talking about inflammation and remote possibility that also there's cancer. And uh, not all prostate swelling results in cancer. But in my opinion, you increase the risk of that when you're doing a biopsy. Because when you do a biopsy, you interrupt the, the capsule of the swollen prostate when you're trying to get a sample out. And when you puncture it with a needle to get that biopsy sample, and then you pull the needle out, the encapsulation the body made is disrupted, and then the um, cells of the prostate are laid down along the track of the needle as you're pulling it out. And that significantly increases the risk of malignancy, which means spreading of whatever might be growing 
unusually out of control that's been encapsulated by the body in the, the swollen prostate. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, my, my ex-husband used to do, um, uh, you know, uh, molecular biology related to this exact topic. And what he found was uh, that uh, one of the things that happens is that if there's an escape route, then the cancer cells, if they can't do it on their own, if we help them, uh, it's possible that that could cause metastases. Yeah, that's right. So what what keeps a prostate normal is having normal testosterone levels, and the testosterone stays normally healthy and relatively high when we're younger, and as we get older, testosterone goes down, and testosterone comes from the um, synthesis of DHEA, the mother hormone for the sex hormones, and the precursor to that is pregnenolone. So we've got pregnenolone going to DHEA, going to testosterone, And then we have testosterone being broken down into estrogens with an enzyme called aromatase. And um, aromatase can be inhibited or its activity inhibited by melatonin. So we actually have a technology that increases melatonin. And that, that increase in melatonin can inhibit the aromatase activity and prevent the testosterone from going to estrogen. And then uh, there's another enzyme that breaks down testosterone. That's called 5-alpha reductase. And that turns the testosterone into DHT, which is dihydrotestosterone, and that happens increasingly as we age. And um, there is a plant called soft palmetto that has ingredients in it that block 5-alpha reductase activity to keep the DHT from getting too high. And that's important because DHT causes the prostate cells to multiply excessively and the prostate to swell. So um, we can avoid that with the salt palmetto, and we can keep the prostate more healthy with uh, keeping our melatonin higher. And um, there are other things also that are in our lifestyle that can keep the prostate healthy. And that is found in stuff that we eat, like grains and nuts and seeds, as opposed to alcohol and sugar and caffeine. Because alcohol and sugar and caffeine can drain the body of nutrients, like B-complex vitamins, especially vitamin B6, and damage a prostate. Whereas uh, foods such as grains and nuts and seeds give us more selenium and magnesium and zinc and also flavonoids. And uh, we get those flavonoids also from bee pollen. So 
probably the two most significant nutrients for keeping the prostate healthy are flavonoids from bee pollen and also zinc. You get zinc from seeds like pumpkin seeds. And also um, you get selenium from garlic and Brazil nuts. So that would be a natural approach. Now contrast that with the approach in allopathic medicine for swollen prostate, and that is chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery. And I like to avoid all of those. Well, they have some drugs, too. Yes. Like um, alpha-1 adrenergic receptor antagonists. And like um, Proscar and Propecia that decrease uh, 5-alpha reductase, that enzyme that um, converts testosterone to DHT, and in that way would uh, keep the DHT lower and the testosterone higher. But the, those, that, that has side effects. Uh, let's see, the generic term for that is finasteride for Proscar and Propecia that decreases that enzyme. And um, the side effects are depression, sexual dysfunction, breast enlargement, so if we could avoid those, that would be preferable. Mm. <clears throat> so other side effects of um, these antagonists for for that enzyme are blurred vision, lightheadedness, um, dizziness, nausea, insomnia. Now, an example of another example of a drug like that is Flomax. Okay, that's enough of that stuff. Um, what makes a, what makes the prostate swell is a combination of things. Like Suzanne Summers used to talk about having toxins in our environment, and the prostate's a place in the body where a lot of toxins accumulate. Uh, one, not the least of which is bisphenol A, which is um, found in plastics. And a lot of people drink water from a plastic bottle, and are every time they drink, they're getting bisphenol A in their bodies. And that increases the risk of a swollen prostate. And um, is that people are asking, is that what BPA is? That is BP. Uh, no. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah, BPA. Yes, bisphenol oh, A. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I think, uh, if I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Dennis, um, I remember seeing the, you know, the hockey players with their Gatorades, and you know, it's like a whole um, placement, like a corporate placement advertising kind of thing. And they would, instead of all drinking from one bottle, which would cause, you know, the flu um, for everybody, apparently, um, they would give each of the players their own Gatorade bottle. And these bottles are squeezable. And so the bisphenol A tends to be more in those kinds of bottles that are the softer plastics that are squeezable versus, say, Triton, uh, which at least for now, we don't know that there's any toxins in there, but those are super hard and they cl- they're clear bottles. And they're non-squeezable. So just in case people are wondering, you could definitely ask the manufacturer, you know, whether there's bisphenol A um, free, you know, plastic. And then, like I said, um, um, Triton does not have that in it, generally speaking. 
Right. Plastic containers have a code on the bottom of them that is contained in this little triangular icon. And I forget which one is uh, more appropriate. I didn't look that up for, for the talk today. But you could look up which code uh, has less bisphenols in it. And um, there are other bisphenols besides A, but that's the most common one. And there are also phthalates in the plastic. And um, um, cans, like uh, Coke cans, are usually lined with plastics, and those plastics secrete bisphenols and phthalates into the drink. So uh, it's not just from plastic bottles. You also get it from metal cans that are lined with plastic. Yep. Okay. Uh, good stuff to eat also include uh, pomegranate that will uh, lower the risk of prostate swelling, uh, reishi mushroom like um, gonoderma or, and shiitake, chrysanthemum, which is a Chinese herb, juhua, that uh, takes heat out. And when we're, when we're looking at um, swollen prostate, we're, in Asian medicine, we're looking at a condition of damp heat. And I'm going to work that up more in a minute. <clears throat> also, elderberry will keep the swelling low, and ginseng, known as renshen in Asian medicine, uh, that actually increases testosterone and lowers prostate weight. And also, as I mentioned before, pollen, uh, from because pollen has uh, bioflavonoids in it, and vitamin B6 which actually is a cofactor for enzymes that trans that are transaminases. They break down amino acids and so and we can synthesize other amino acids and tissue from it. And uh, they're involved with other processes in the body that we don't have time to go into right now. Uh, B6 is lower in elderly people. When there's depression, when there's immune suppression, in people that are alcoholic, um, in people with ulcers, in people that have malabsorption, like your your gut is so damaged that you're not absorbing right the right nutrients, and in Crohn's disease. So um, we're we're talking about. better hormone balance in the gut to help with absorption of vitamins, including B6. And that's a whole other topic is keeping the gut balanced with a proper um, gut fauna. Mm -hmm. Flora, yeah. We actually, yeah, we, we actually, fauna and flora, we actually have more bacteria in our gut than we do cells in our body. Yeah, trillions, uh, trillions. <laughs> yeah, trillions, exactly. Yeah, amazing. We're made up of more bacteria and viruses than we are of people. <laughs> yeah, 
It is. And mold and fungi. Okay, and so from, from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective, we have prostate swelling that's due to damp and heat and stagnation. So the damp involves fluids, like water accumulating. The heat includes toxins, like toxins accumulating. The stagnation involves obstruction and blockage. So that's usually from a kidney yang deficiency that develops. And as we get older, our kidney yang becomes more deficient. And so it becomes more likely that we get stagnation especially in the prostate. So we have circulation, fluid circulation problems in the prostate and weakness of the smooth muscle and of the kidney chi there and also lymph stasis. So the lymph doesn't move very well to clear toxins out. So the principles for treating this in Asian medicine are to tonify the kidney yang and to tonify the spleen chi. So there, there are a number of points we can look at that are involved with that. So I'm going to describe those points now. Okay. And by the way, I just want to mention, because I didn't before, is that if you're listening in, there is going to be an article that I'm posting on the blog, patchtrainingteam.com forward slash blog, uh, which will summarize basically what Dr. Dennis is uh, sharing with us today. So in case you are furiously writing notes, uh, don't don't worry about it. I'm, I'm writing notes for you, so you'll hear some typing in the background. Um, and then, you know, we'll go over all those protocols later as well as the cool. Q&A. Thank you, yeah, Dr. Dr. Karen's awesome with taking notes and laying down the details in more simple terms than what I'm flapping my gums about. <laughs> so um, these points we're going to talk about are going to be in three different protocols that I'll share with you all for keeping the prostate healthy and supporting it. Okay, so as I said, our treatment principles are to tonify the kidney Yang and kidney chi, and to tonify the spleen chi. And uh, the spleen is responsible for draining damp. So we're trying to drain damp and decrease blockages. So one of the primary points, acupuncture points, that we're interested in that you're probably already familiar with from other protocols is kidney three. So kidney three's main function here is to tonify the kidney chi. Mm-hmm. And also helps the kidney yang, which is part of the kidney chi. Okay, uh, bladder 23 is another main point that tonifies the kidney chi and the kidney jing. And bladder 23 is a, the back shoe point for the kidney, so that's a major kidney support point. Can you, um, just uh, for folks that are new, can you just define what you mean by um, kidney jing? Yeah. So jing means essence, and essence is the physical parts of 
the energy and the body's tissues. And it's made up of a combination or balance of both yin and yang. And we, we have, we're born at the point of conception with primordial jing that comes from our parents, and that's permanent. But we're always acquiring jing as we go through life. That's not primordial jing. That's the other section of jing that we keep depleting and replenishing as we live. So that part of the jing depends on our lifestyle choices. So how much we deplete that essence of our body's tissues and how fast we age depends on our lifestyle choices and how it affects our gene. I think it's very interesting, Dr. Dennis. Uh, I read, uh, I've got a, a birthday present uh, from one of my colleagues years ago, my acupuncture colleagues, and uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. Um, Anyway, so uh, this is a Chinese acupuncturist, female Chinese acupuncturist, talking about this whole concept, you know, in terms of sexual health and things like that, basically the sexual health manual. And uh, in it, she talks about the ancient but somehow lost technique of uh, withholding ejaculation for men, and that uh, for men, most uh, people don't try or don't want to, but in the old days, they used to train the men to do that. They can have orgasm without ejaculation, so the escaping of the fluids, uh, that, that there was a balance point, like not stagnating so you never ejaculate, but if you ejaculate all the time, you know, uh, then you could lose your kidney, chi, or jing, or something like that. So can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. I, I used to read about that a lot. Um, Montak Chia has that in his books. And as, as you alluded to, the idea behind conserving your jing is to stay young. So you... Mm-hmm. You keep your young essence by retaining your kidney jing. If you ejaculate a lot or have a lot of orgasmic sex, uh, you can have an orgasm without releasing your jing or your essence. You just uh, do a um, cosmic cycle and pull it back in instead of releasing it. So that retains the energy that's youthful that is supposed to be anti-aging. Mm. So in other words, yeah, the it's age like the circulation. Like, and I, I think my understanding from reading that the book was about how um, if both partners have orgasms simultaneously, there is an exchange of energy, but it's not necessary. Yeah. To, uh, it's not necessary for the man to actually ejaculate for the orgasm, or uh, necessary for him to do that to exchange the energy at the time of orgasm. So I thought that was really interesting. Like one plus one is not equal to two. It, it actually increases the amount of energy uh, for both partners. That was yeah, really and that that energy you're talking about is actually depicted in Alex Gray's pictures. He's he's got drawings of couples that are exchanging energy in a sexual way, and uh, you can see. In those represented by those pictures, how the energy overlaps like a figure eight, right. and they, their energy becomes one mm. instead of being two separate energies. And as you said, you don't need to 
uh, ejaculate during that kind of orgasm. You can retain your your jing and still meld your energies in the one at the same time. Fascinating. Uh, it's, it's a hard sell. Because <laughs> it's not yeah, like well, every, it, it, every guy grows up with that training, right? Like I would say one out of a million maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, it takes a lot of discipline to focus on yeah. your microcosmic orbits and recirculating your chi. Most guys don't know how to do that. Right. Or, or nor do they bother learning how. Yeah, a lot of it's times I'm like, talk- what's in it for me? You know, I think that's the, I was like, try, you know, I was thinking, should we do a book on this? You know, but like nobody's interested. <laughs> well, they might be if you did a book on it. They just write it and they will come. I don't know. If you're part yeah, of it's not my specialty. Yeah, it's not my specialty. So I think a, a guy really needs to write it, you know, because, uh, you know, from the girl's <laughs> point of view, there's definitely benefits, right? Um, right. But but I think even if it's not a heterosexual couple, there's still benefits energetically, you know, uh, in in the same way. So um, yeah, yeah. I'll stick to my specialty, but that would be great if somebody else would write this in a way that uh, even especially young men, you know, before they get aged, right, will have yeah. kind of like this this uh, inspiration, if you will, uh, to do it or to practice it anyway. Yeah. That would be great. If that that would also increase conscious awareness of what you're doing instead of just like uh, ignoring what your body's doing. Mm-hmm. Like being fully present. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we know that, like we said, kidney three is important. Bladder twenty three is a great rejuvenation point. I, it's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. It's on the back of, of folks, so it's a little bit trickier than kidney three to get to, but you get used to where it is just by looking at the pictures. You can go to yinyanghouse.com. Um, in my um, trainings for my group, you already have seen this through the Principles of Patching um, six-week course, uh, how to locate this point, bladder 23. So good point for really everyone. I don't think there's anyone who it's, it's bad for, you know what I mean? It's, it's a great point. Right, for sure. Yeah, uh, Dr. Dean used to talk about it a lot. He's gotten his pictures. So um, just just as an aside, one thing I forgot to mention was the difference between hormone replacement and hormone rejuvenation. Now, that's an important concept. And I'm, I'm taking a jag off to the side here from talking about the points uh, because uh, the, this topic of using bioidentical hormones, which is hormone replacement, versus a homeopathic remedy, which rejuvenates the hormones, is um, quite different in its approach. And when you use a, a replacement hormone, like a bioidentical hormone, even though it's not synthetic, whether it's synthetic or bioidentical, you're still replacing the hormone that the body has, like testosterone, for example. And there's a negative feedback loop inside the body where the end product, like testosterone, feeds back on the gland that's secreting it and also into the brain, like the pituitary and the hypothalamus, 
and also the limbic brain and the pineal and shuts down what stimulated its release because the body is thinking, oh, okay, it's high enough. We don't need it to stimulate secretion anymore. That's good. So we don't have to put out any more stimulus to make testosterone. So that negative feedback cuts down on gonadotropin release from the brain. So that's hormone replacement. And that's not good because what happens, and we've seen this in muscle builders and muscle beach venus that that took too much uh anabolic steroids which are synthetic testosterone to bulk their muscles up they had negative feedback loops that actually atrophied their testes yep okay so that's not good because when they quit taking it all of a sudden they're not putting out enough testosterone and their body gets flabby and weak, even though they're big and muscle bulk, and they'll lose their bulk. So contrast that with homeopathic remedy. So homeopathic remedy is an energetic signature that will remind the body how to make its own testosterone and rejuvenate its making its own. And... Um, <clears throat> If you're taking a homeopathic remedy, for example, to increase your estrogen levels, so we don't just focus on men, uh, you can also help a lot of women whose ovaries are not putting out enough estrogen or have had an ovarectomy, and homeopathic remedies can actually stimulate their other endocrine glands, like their um, adrenals, to get the adrenals to put out the estrogens instead of having their ovaries do it. Oh, interesting. So the hormone rejuvenation is a much more healthy way of getting sex hormones increased rather than doing a replacement therapy. So whenever I used to hear Dr. Steve talk about the benefits of bioidentical hormones, I kind of cringe and go, no, no, it's homeopathic rejuvenation should focus on, not the replacement. Hmm. Yeah, they certainly come into less popularity these days. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. depends on which circle you run in, but um, bioidentical hormones is definitely more hot, you know, than the traditional uh, HRTs, but uh, we were cautioned to prescribe HRTs as loosely as we used to because of the potential effect of maybe on the breast or you know, cancer and the balance, you know, the estrogen, it's really hard to get right. Your body already knows yeah. what the right proportion is, but when we take a medication and we try to give it to someone, whether it be bioidentical or not, we're kind of guessing. Um, and I think temporarily that could be helpful for some people, but ideally what we want is to rejuvenate your body's own ability to do that. And it's actually really exciting, Dr. Dennis, that you're saying that, you know, if your ovaries are quote-unquote older and, and you're not making uh, the estrogen like it used to, that your adrenal glands can take over some of that function, uh, which is, is really cool. Yeah, and it's a good way to rehab if you've been a weightlifter and been taking HRT, hormone replacement, and uh, you don't want to involve that negative feedback loop anymore, you can go to homeopathic remedies and rejuvenate your testosterone that way and keep from um, 
being atrophied or shrunken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. The um, I, I personally have not uh, really benefited a lot from homeopathic remedies. It's like my body just kind of ignores it. It's like, what's this? Blah. But other people have, and it could be just because, you know, I didn't go to a master homeopath. Um, but I but I do know some companies, um, Energy Tools International is one of them, um, Neutralink Energy is one of them, that they have the energetic signatures um, stored through it. They, they, uh, there's a radiophysicist who created this technology that they can copy the frequencies um, into, like, trace minerals, right? And then you could actually have the, the pattern there, and it's, like, probably thousands of times more powerful than homeopathic remedies. So um, they have various different ones. They have one called, I think, Vitality Women and Vitality Men. They keep renaming them because of what people like, but I think it was called Sexual Vitality Women previously, and they, I think they just called it Vitality now, um, which which has these frequencies in it. Now, I'm sure the question is going to come up, Dr. Dennis, well, what about the X39? Can the X39 help to regenerate or rejuvenate these older organs and glands so that they can start making hormone again? Well, I think that's possible with the proper intent. If you're, you, you can make homeopathic remedies with qigong or your intent, like uh, transferring the energy signature from one solution to another. With your intention, you can change the pattern of a solution. So if you're using X39 with the proper intention and consciousness, you can probably set up the energy signature that will help the X39 restructure the DNA properly. Mm, okay, cool, cool. Well, let's uh, keep going on the acupuncture points here, and then we'll get yeah. to Q&A at some point. Okay, so a few more points here. Uh, one of them is gallbladder 25, and uh, that's located at the free end of the 12th rib. It's the um, kidney mu point. Uh, mu points are alarm points or points where the chi of the energy of that organ, like the kidney, comes to a head, and it can regulate the chi in the channel or the meridian. And by regulate, I mean if it's too high, it goes to normal. If it's too low, it brings it up. That's what regulate means. So uh, you tonify the kidney, and you can regulate water uh, by regulating the kidney energy on, on gallbladder 25. Uh, and you can tonify the spleen and regulate the intestines with that point also. And it treats obstruction of the water pathway, which is an important thing to treat with um, swollen uh, prostate. So, so it gets things moving. It treats stagnation of the kidney chi and also of kidney blood. And it removes obstructions, as I said. Nice. Okay, uh, another important point is CV4. That tonifies kidney yang. Kidney yang is the energy of the kidney, and you need the energy to move things. So if uh, you're kidney yang deficient, then, then you're not moving fluid very well. And we need the fluid to move well to keep the prostate healthy. All right, uh, GV4, that's on the back. That's called the life gate or the Ming Men. That also is a major kidney tonifier, recharges the kidney batteries. 
It also is good for clearing heat, for regulating the uh, governing vessel, the GV meridian, and it's a major point for treating impotence and incontinence. So that's located below the lumbar vertebra 2, that's GV4. And it also is a major point for tonifying the kidney gene, which we talked about a little bit earlier. And it's also an important point for alchemy. And I use it a lot for alchemy, which is uh, dealing with the spirit essence. So there's the Shen Jing and tonifying the Zhir or the willpower of the person. And in that respect, it's known as the gate of destiny because it's the energy of this point where we have a fusion of the primordial a kidney yin and kidney yang, and that fusion then allows for combustion and burning of the energy that helps us evolve. That's a foundation of unfoldment and is an alchemical furnace that helps us with our ascension and the integrity of our true self. So the integrity of our true self that, that kind of true chi is called Zen chi, Z-H-E-N chi. That's true chi. So if we're intent on discovering the integrity of our true self and working on the energies of ascension, then that point is useful. The gate of destiny. The alchemy of GV4. The life gate. Okay. okay. I did not know all, all right. that. How cool. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Ah, and uh, you don't have to be in gestation for that to work. You, you can do that as an adult. All right. Yeah, so, I was uh, concerned that uh, that would cause uh, this point might cause more hot flashes for people, but for women. But you said that this actually helps to release heat. Is that right? It with the proper balance of the yin and the yang, it's the foundation of the furnace that uh, is burned for ascension. Yes. Correct. So if, if you're imbalanced, you can generate heat and it's got nowhere to go. But if the balance between yin and yang creates the correct jing, then it's a good source of fuel for that furnace or for that, for that wow. combustion for the ascension process, according to Asian medical physiologies. Mm-hmm. All right, another good point, spleen six. So spleen six can regulate, can help regulate urination. And uh, we talked before about how it can treat Shan disorder. Uh, Shan is... Um, obstruction of urine, like um, we talked about before. So spleen six's focus with with prostate is helping to decrease the symptoms of Shan disorder, which is urinary obstruction from a swollen prostate, and also regulating urination. All right, spleen nine. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, 
we got um, living in the forest. We got uh, juniper and pine trees having sex, and they're still putting out pollen. So, <clears throat> I'm dealing with that obstruction at the moment. <laughs> All right, a spleen nine um, <clears throat> is a hussy point and the water point of the spleen, and it lowers damp. So when when we need to decrease damp or water accumulation in the body, spleen 9 is a really good point. It opens and moves water passages, and it benefits the lower jaw, which includes the prostate, and it treats difficult urination. It removes obstructions, um, especially when the earth Energy is clogged and swollen with masses. So in that respect, spleenine is good for lowering the size or shrinking the size of the prostate. All right, stomach 40 is the junction point or the low point to the stomach from the spleen. And its primary characteristic is to transform phlegm. Now, when phlegm accumulates, it causes obstruction of orifices. Those orifices can be energetic. They don't just have to be physical. So stomach 40 transforms phlegm and clears orifices, and it clears phlegm and opens channels. For example, um, when there's phlegm obstructing the heart orifice, we have fire and heart problems. Well, here with the prostate, <clears throat> when we use stomach 40, we can decrease phlegm from misting the orifices and obstructing the energy from moving in both mind and organs. So we're, as I've mentioned many times before, when we're talking about these kinds of energies, it's not just physical. We're also talking about the energy balance of yin and yang on an energetic or chi level. And we're also talking about the shen on a spiritual level. So when we're talking about clearing obstructions, we're talking about clearing the shen, clearing the chi, and clearing the jing. Cool. Okay. Um, and that's why Asian medicine works so well, because we're working on all those three levels and not just on the physical. Yeah. Um, all righty. Uh, third Eye, Yinta. The uh, Shanghai book classifies that point. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, by the way, I think I was looking up... Um on yinyanghouse.com, the acupuncture points, and they did not have governor vessel 24.5. They did not have yintang. They just had 24, 25, 26, 20. I was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. So people looking for that, you may have to look elsewhere. Um, well, another name for it is M-HN-3. M-HN-3? Okay. Yeah, that's the third higher of yintang, or 24.5. So uh, that point is good for decreasing or clearing wind heat, for calming shen, and for treating blood stagnation. 
So with a swollen prostate, we get blood stagnation. So yin tong, actually, the third eye, can contribute to getting rid of that stagnation. Right. Okay, uh, CV3. That's a bladder mute point. And it's used for treating chi and blood stagnation and for urine disorders. And um, mainly bladder stuff, but also connected prostate stuff. And last but not least, we have gallbladder 39. That's the way, H-U-I, way meeting point of the three lower yang, which are gallbladder, stomach, and bladder channels. And those channels are responsible for moving energy in the lower parts of the body. And um, it also treats um, kidney jing and marrow. So gallbladder 39 is known as the influential point for marrow. And when we're talking about marrow in Asian medicine, we don't just mean bone marrow in a Western sense. Marrow in Asian medicine, as we've talked about before, is the nervous system, including all the endocrine glands. So if we're talking about tonifying kidney jing and marrow, the kidney energy is responsible for regulating the marrow. We're talking about regulating the glands, including the prostate. And the prostate is a gland that we talked about earlier. So gallbladder 39 can decrease wind damp. And it can also treat atrophy and weakness, tiredness and flaccidity of the lower body, and also clears obstructions. And that's why we're talking about it here, because through tonifying the kidney jing and kidney marrow, we're clearing obstructions, and that reverses the effects of a swollen prostate. Yeah, that point is uh, right near where my figure skate cuts into me when I'm skating, and I, I feel quite a bit of fascial adhesions there. Um, and it's, wow. you know, the tendon is tight there as well, and they're gallbladder 39. So interestingly, uh, today I actually decided I was going to, I was going to patch energy sensors there because I knew it. I was like, Dr. Dennis said it's something to do with kidney chi. That sounds good. I'm going to go ahead and, and right. uh, patch gallbladder 39 today. <laughs> wow. Um, are you stubborn? In a good way, yes. <laughs> I call it tenacity. <laughs> tenacity and right. perseverance. But, yes, I used to be called stubborn by my family. Because uh, gallbladder 39 is a wood point that on um, a Shen level deals with stubbornness and entrenchment and fixed ideas that are difficult to mm. change, loss yeah. of ability to listen. So you don't have the ability to listen. So if anybody has those stuckage problems, loss of ability to listen, stubbornness, in 
entrenchment and fixed ideas. Um, the gallbladder 39 is a good point for, for uh, loosening that up. Yeah, that's a that's a great thing. I think I, I think my tendency, you know, if somebody changes something on me last minute, I'm getting so much better at flexing and pivoting. But in the past, it would be like holy resistance, Batman. You know, <laughs> you yeah. said we were gonna do it this way, and now we're not. I can't deal with this. You know. <laughs> well, so gallbladder nine is also for treating kidney yang deficiency and gallbladder fire. So we're talking about it because it helps with the prostate. And uh, the next thing we're going to do is look at patch protocols and how to use these points with the patches. But if you want to entertain questions first, we can do that. Um, all right, so if you have a question for Dr. Dennis, it doesn't have to be related to this particular topic of prostate. Um, it could be anything. Just remember to keep to the symptoms rather than the disease names. The number to call in live is 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so we know your hand is up. Again, it's 818-514-1190 and hit 1. And then if you are on the chat, uh, go ahead and uh, put your question in the chat, and I will... Uh, then um, share that with Dr. Dennis. Okay, so we have uh, someone, we're going to say your area code. You can tell us your first name only and just let us know what we can do to help you. So the first person is area code 207. Hi. Hi, Dr. Karen and Dr. Dennis. This is Patty. So I, I am listening to this very important call on behalf of several family members both Good. of which have doctor's appointments coming up with this same symptoms and issue. Um, and I was wondering what questions they could ask their doctor or, you know, because I am a student of Karen's and I'm very comfortable with the patching and all the different um, points. Um, so what can I do to support them and what questions can they ask? Um, my son doesn't like homeopathy. It doesn't work for him, so I was really interested in the um, minerals that were enhanced with Energy Karen that you mentioned, okay. the um, frequencies. But I'm going to have to assist them with this because it will be very overwhelming for them as men. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're, they are, give you permission to Yes, like, I have permission. I just, yep. Okay. From my husband and my brother, I spoke to both of them this weekend when I saw this call uh, coming on. Ah. So. Okay. And I've shared the link and the email with them as well. So, oh, being very proactive here. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. That's, that's awesome. fantastic. Well, what kind of questions you can ask depends on what kind of doctor they're seeing, and uh, also yeah, whether that trained him or herself in nutrition and energy medicine, like uh, Dr. Karen has and Dr. Steve did before. Um, most allopathic physicians are not aware of the nu nutritional things that I mentioned earlier, and, and, uh, nor are they aware of the energy things we're talking about on the, the chi or chen level. So what kind of doctor right. have you seen? Un unfortunately, because of their health insurance coverage, they're going to start with, you know, an allotopic. My husband will go 
to our um, actually he's a nurse practitioner and he's very well versed on nutrition not so much on the energy um, but he's a little bit um, good at getting to the root much like a functional doctor um, but none of them are really well versed in um, energy unfortunately my brother will be going to a regular MD but um, I you know like I said I can guide him if he's welcome to it you know I always Put it out there, you know, ask me if you want my help. You know, I have more insights that I can share. Yeah, that's right. great. Do you know what their symptoms are specifically, Patty? Right now, just swollen prostate is the, the, the thing they'll share, you know. And, you know, how guys are, they don't want to talk to a female as such. They're both going to male doctors. They're telling me things have changed, you know. What? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I do know my um, brother is kind of getting man boobs. I've noticed that, and, and weight around the abdomen. So uh, from what you told us, it sounds as if their testosterone is going down or their, um, their uh, kidney yang is starting to get deficient. Correct. That, that's probably, what I would surmise. They're probably converting too much testosterone into estrogen with that mm-hmm. pathway that I talked about earlier. And so one, one way you can slow that down, um, and this isn't a direct treatment or claim by the company, but um, if you want to increase your melatonin levels, the company does say that the silent night patches can stimulate the pineal to increase melatonin. And we know from the medical literature that melatonin blocks aromatase activity and that'll cut down on the the um, conversion of testosterone to estrogen so that's one thing they need is to slow down that conversion of testosterone to estrogen I've been using that for quite a while with my husband with not much success and uh, the same thing with the silent wave patches I've tried them on him and he's not really open to them um, he doesn't mind things he can't see or feel. <laughs> I have to kind of put patches on them where they're kind of hidden that don't bug him. <laughs> so well, they bug, um, the like, bug them when he uses them at night on his forehead? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anywhere I put them, if I put them on, you know, the back of his body or his lower limbs, but anything on his face, on his chest, even his wrists and arms, he gets itchy is what he repeat you know oh okay yeah you may have too much energy in the upper part but i was going to suggest you put it underneath the pillowcase i don't know oh that's a great idea thank you yeah as long as the pillow is not more than six inches thick okay no no i don't pillow case right not under the not under the pillow under the pillow case oh perfect that's even better that that makes sense yes that would be okay. perfect. Thank you. Great suggestion. Also, uh, when we talk about this um, prostate protocol, uh, you can see where I'm going to suggest to put the lights patch, and that might be different from what, where you've been using it before. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you, you're probably aware that if somebody is more hydrated, it, it increases the efficacy of the patches. Yes, yes. And, and that, in general, physiology, um, 
for every 1% increase in intracellular hydration, you get a 10% increase in metabolic efficiency. So that applies to the patches also. If you're more hydrated, they work better. What about the, freak, the high frequency in urination at night? That's a, another reason they tend to not drink and hydrate enough because they're up two, three, four times a night um, urinating. Yeah. Um, usually what's recommended is not to drink an hour or so right before sleeping. And to take little pinches of pink Himalayan rock salt, maybe at dinner, and uh, that will increase the electrolytes in the body and retain the water and also make the patches work better. Now, not regular salt. I'm talking about pink salt, pink Himalayan I, rock mm-hmm. salt. Mm-hmm. I the, have it. The regular, regular sodium chloride salt is, is uh, toxic, and that will increase blood pressure, but the Mineral salt will help retain the water and not jack blood pressure up very high and also make the patches work better. It's the only salt I have in my home. There's no regular salt in my house. Oh, you brought some. Super. Yeah, well, the doctor does probably say about structured water as well, although, you know, they may not be that happy about you buying a $5,000 machine. But, um, you know, you can... um, you know, if you if you have the you know ascension three necklace, you can go ahead and direct energy to their coffee or water or whatever has fluid in it that they drink to help structure the water. The other thing to make the water molecule smaller that that doesn't require the machine is to use Willard water. So that's at Dr. Willard, W-I-L-L-A-R-D dot com. Um, and if you use the right amount, it's it's completely tasteless, you know, in the fluid, but it just makes the water molecules a little bit smaller. Um, so they can, you know, go into the cells instead of just going on the outside of the cells and then having to pee, 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 pee. So. Right. Yeah, water usually, there... water molecules yeah. usually cluster in groups of about 25, and that cluster is too big to get into the cells, like Dr. Karen was saying. So you want to microcluster the water, and um, so the technologies that do that include what Dr. Karen mentioned and, also electrolyzers. You electrolyze the water, it breaks it down into smaller molecule clusters of maybe one to five that can easily get through the cell membrane. Is that those hydrogenators, is that the same thing, Hi- to hydrogenate water, or is that different than yeah, electrolyzers? Yeah, that's in there. Mm-hmm. When you electrolyze water, the main characteristic is you transiently increase the molecular hydrogen, the H2 in the water, that's a powerful antioxidant. So that same process will also microcluster the water, yes. Okay, perfect, because I was just researching that um, this weekend, um, and I was just curious. So I I found several, because I'm interested in structured water, but like Dr. Karen said, the cost is kind of prohibitive right now. And I I do have your... um, your little bracelet. I don't know if it's a CD or whatever, but that infuses the water. The, the you know the. Oh, okay. Do you so? Do you have ascension one, two, or three, or do you have the clearing protection spray water, which doesn't have as many? Frequencies? Clearing and protection. Yeah, I have the clearing and protection the freebie? spray. 
Yeah, yeah it's a little bit of nothing, one. and um, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't do the phot- photographic test on that specifically, um, and uh, <laughs> you should have seen me trying to figure out how to pay these people in Switzerland. You know, like my bank was like, "Well, we're going to charge you a hundred dollars to to mail, you know, to wire it to them." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> anyway, wow. of way to do it. So it took me like yeah. a while to go like, hey, "I'm paying you guys. Let me just figure out how to do it." Um, but anyway, so I, I may do that for the clearing protection spray formula as well. But the Sensen 3 does have that data, so you can see the beautiful, um, you know, hexagonal and pentagonal uh, structures that come out of using the jewelry to structure the water. Um, another book that I read, The Water Codes by Dr. Carly Newday. Um, she now, I think it's whatever works, okay? So she mm-hmm. personally did not feel that using the machines to electrolyze the water was a good idea because she felt like that was very violent. Um, and what we're looking for is complex structures of the water, mm-hmm. and the machines would actually break up the complex structures. But on the other hand, it's like having smaller um, molecules uh, does help go inside the cells. So I think it's whatever resonates mm-hmm. with that person and whatever works, right? Like I don't know. Well, I have right Willard water right here, so I'll I'll okay. try the Willard water first. So okay. Um, are there any blood tests or anything that they can do that would help pinpoint more what's going on in the body? You know, you talked a lot about the different hormones and you know melatonin and this causes that. Is there anything that you know they could you know do that would give them a better snapshot not not through a regular doctor i didn't didn't think so yeah some of the functional medicine doctors will be able to interpret blood tests a certain way but depending on where you live and what country and what state like in new york state here forget it um all other things Mm -hmm. other than what the insurance company pays for is considered quackery even though there's other states Mm -hmm. that, that have no problems doing those you know, the, uh, those different types of uh, um, blood tests uh, because they don't have a silly law like we do here in New York State. Um, so just traditionally, I mean, I'm, you know, haven't been working in Western medicine for a couple of years now. Um, as far as I know, there are no new kids on the block as far as testing. Now, of course, what I do, okay. you know, in the Light Medicine Academy uh, or Academy of Light Medicine is that we go and we ask God or Source, you know, what's going on with that person? Is it emotional? Is it physical? Is it energetic? Is it toxic? Is it whatever, right? And we go step by step by step, and we just unlayer all those different pieces and treat them energetically and or physically if necessary um, so they can figure out, you know, how, how to heal natural on their own. Usually there's multiple layers. This is not something that you can – there's no blood test for, but there are energetic, um, very, very popular now, energetic um, devices which are doing more of that diagnostic um, mm-hmm. But it's not a person, so that's the only problem. The AI right. is as, only as good as the and knowledgeable as the person that created it, right? So if the person that created mm-hmm. it doesn't deal with some of the esoteric stuff that Dr. Dennis and I work on or work with, then it's not going to be able to clear it or heal it. But it's mm-hmm. still better than a lot of times better than the lab tests that we currently have. Right. Well, I'll start with my husband. He's the closest to me, and he's open to this. And I've done your Topicon healing, so I just I'm not real confident on my muscle testing, but it'll be good practice for me. And I also realize that each of them are individuals and snowflakes, and each one can have a different issue. But um, you know, they're in my prayers and thoughts, and I'll keep working on it. And I really appreciate your time and guidance from both of you today. Very sure. There's one more thing I'd like to mention. Uh, if you want to work mm-hmm. at the five element energy level, uh, mm-hmm. there is a um, 
naturopathic doctor, uh, Teresa Dale, that has uh, wellnesscenter.net, where she does testing for uh, sex hormones and, and other steroids from spit. So she has spit kits available, and that's sent okay. into the lab. She gets a pattern of what your steroid hormones look like based on your spit testing or sputum testing. And um, mm-hmm. then she will prescribe homeopathic remedies to rebalance hormones from that. Okay. Yeah. And then you can just connect with Hi. me on support at, support at KarenCan.com if you want uh, links to those other companies related to the energy-infused trace minerals. I can give you that information there. I'll put it on the blog. Great. Yeah, okay. and I'll, I'm part of the patching protocol as well, so I'll see your notes, and thank you for taking such great notes because those are great reference because I didn't have time to do that today. <laughs> okay, sounds good. You, All right, thanks, Patty. Oh, my pleasure, and thank you. You're both awesome. I appreciate all you're doing. You're welcome. Be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. So, Dr. Jones, we have one other question here on the chat. Um, Chan Chan says, um, what do you do if half an hour of X39 in the morning screws up sleep? This is even with using silent nights regularly. This person seems to be very sensitive to all the patches except silent nights. So I'm just trying to clarify what they mean by that. But I think my interpretation is that um, she's trying to help someone, you know, uh, but having sleep issues. But if they use X39 even for just half an hour in the morning, it messes up their sleep. The, the you rest mean of the, the next night following sleep night. from that? I believe so. I believe that's what the – yes, yes. She says yes, that's correct. That's correct. So I'm, I'm wondering whether that person's brain balanced. Yeah, that's another thing I was going to suggest. You go back and do Dr. Karen's Eon brain protocol and make sure you, you don't have neurological blockages in the brain because that will make all the other patches work better if you clear that. And uh, I've also started using X39 to do the brain protocol instead of the Eon. And um, I have that integrated into a protocol that I'm going to talk about later. Okay. Yeah. Um, so one of the things you can do for a very sensitive person, um, Chan, is that you can, um, you know, take that X39 if you feel like, oh, this would be really beneficial. And if they can't do half an hour, you could just try lower and lower and lower times, you know. <laughs> um, you know, try 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something like that. The other options you can do sweeping. You know, so if we're like, okay, we want to brain balance this person, they could, you know, have somebody else do it if they can, you know, just sweep that, uh, you know, um, the head to the back or vice versa, uh, just to move some energy down the nervous system. So, Dr. Dennis, if you did sweeping with X39, would you go from the head down or would you go from the down up to the head? Or does it matter? Well, it depends on what channel you're using. If you're... uh, I'm sorry, which one? The governing vessel. Oh, GV. Uh, that can yeah. go either way, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll put that in there. So if you're, if you're trying to move energy down out of the head, uh, like if you have a, a backache and you're 
sending energy back down to the body from the top of the head, then you sweep down. But if you want to move energy up from the uh, storage in the um, Tantian up the governing vessel into the head, then you'd sweep up. If this person's having problems sleeping, is it possible to guess which way would be better? My sense would probably be down, but maybe not. Yeah, because you people that have problems sleeping is usually because of a yin deficiency heat. So they have extra heat in their head, which makes them irritable and keeps them from sleeping. So you want to sweep down, to, as you said, to get that extra heat out of the head. Ah, okay. Let me see um, what Ms. Chan said here. Yawn over half hour causes sleep issues too. Yeah, so you may have to do the sweeping thing or just very, very short bouts. Because um, I don't know about you, Dr. Dennis, but I find that there are some people who, when they first, you know, use the patches, sometimes can get, like, worse symptoms before it gets better temporarily, almost like there's an increase in energy and then there's a blockage that then gets found, and then it has to right. Be That's because the they're. It's usually because they're detoxing. They're really sensitive to the patches, and there's a lot of variation in that. Some people can't stand it when they first wear like the glutathione patch because they're so sensitive to energy, and they're so full of toxins that they get this massive toxic hit. Um, and so it's a detox reaction usually. So I think just, you know, gently, smaller, um, and I think if Silent Nights is the only one they can really tolerate, then definitely continue that one. And then just experiment with maybe one other patch and maybe do the sweeping and how many times you sweep. Well, you know, pick a number, you know, 10 times. <laughs> you know, just something very, very gentle. Um, and then it does require some experimentation for those folks um, who may be very sensitive or may have a lot of toxins or stored you know, stagnation that's being released because that increase in energy could cause some issues. Okay, so let me see if there's the indeficiency is correct. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so um, I do have a question for you, Dr. Dennis, uh, before we move on to the protocols. Um, so I have a friend who is an acupuncturist, actually, um, who currently is suffering from trigeminal neuralgia pain. So the pain is um, like when she talks too much or when she even touches her cheek, there is like a, a flash of incredible, you know, very, very severe nerve-type pain in the face and the teeth area. And uh, we've tried some of your typical, you know, ice wave patching and uh, things like that. Uh, David actually got involved in it as well. He suggested Eon on the bottom of the feet. Um, so right now what we're trying, because I, I, well, I cheated, I muscle test, but um, <laughs> what I did was I, uh, with your permission, um, I actually thought, oh, that's really interesting. He, uh, David talked about two Eon patches, one on the bottom of each foot, so a kidney one. I thought that was very interesting. So I thought, well, what if we use that idea, but then we use the foot reflexology map of the foot, and we found the trigeminal nerve area was on the big toe on the lateral side. So we had her patch, the, it's a little weird spot, but patch the Eon there. Um, and then yeah. I think we had um, X39 on the back of the neck or something like that. So what we noticed was that the the pain came less often. It was still very severe when it came, but it came less often. It didn't seem to last as long. 
but it was a very difficult thing. It wasn't your typical ice wave, oh, the pain's gone, you know, in five seconds, you know what I mean? So I don't know if you have any other suggestions, because anything we put too close to the face uh, seemed to make it worse, but I think it's because that, that energy just increased suddenly and then, you know, has to settle down. Have you, have you tried stomach salmon? That, that's on uh, the. Uh, she might have, but I don't know which patch. So yeah, let me write it that's down. That's on though. the junction of the, you know, where the the uh, mandible articulates with the skull, in that area, and then um, because the energy would tend to accumulate in the head, I'd also put negative patches, say, on kidney one, at the same time, or even if if it's an excess heat, I'd put them on stomach forty four. So. Um, I'd, I'd put the positive patch, like maybe an X39 or Eon or Glutathione, up on um, Stomach 7 and uh, 10 Ice Wave patches on Stomach 44. So Stomach 7 uh, with Eon, Glutathione, or X39, and then double 10 patching, right? Yeah. Um, so then you make on it Stomach 44. Yeah, so <clears throat> that gets rid of the heat or excess energy in the head because it's being pulled down by stomach 44. <clears throat> then you get the energy signature to uh, deal with the trigeminal neuralgia from the uh, acupuncture point, uh, stomach 7. Okay. And you, you can actually okay. use both sides if you want. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I believe this is uh, on the right-hand side of the body. So you said you could use stomach 7 on both sides, but if it's... For whatever reason, if it makes it worse, do we use it on the left side, the young glutathione or X39? Yeah, if, if the right side makes it worse, you can try it on the left. Thank you. Yeah, and then you got a nice triangle there, too, with the apex at stomach 7 and the, uh, the base at stomach 44, and you're still in the stomach channel. Right, right. Okay, perfect. I think she was using small intestine channel. Um for where the you know the pain was going, but uh, yeah, stomach channel that sounds good because that's also related to that area of that uh, nerve. Thank yeah, you. this small intestine is closer to the tragus of the ear, like the listening place, small intestine nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, but stomach seven is more indicated for <clears throat> the pattern you're talking about. Okay, cool, awesome. Great. So I think that's it for questions. So we can continue. Okay. So uh, we got a, a three three phase approach here in the patch protocols. Uh, the first one is to do clearing for about a month. The second one is to do energy balance, and the third one is um, to use new patches because of the, like the uh, Olivita and uh, X39. Now, at the time I developed the energy balance pattern for this protocol, we did not have the Olivita or the X39 patches. Hmm. So I added a third leg to the protocol here. So let's go back to the first one and look at the details. So the idea on the first one is to, as we just talked about a minute ago, clear the brain. So uh, 
in this approach, what I'd suggest doing, instead of just purely using the Eon patch, I would use the Eon Brain Protocol that Dr. Karen has on her website for weeks one and three, and then alternate by using the X39 during weeks two and four. So you're doing a brain protocol with Eon week one, X39 week two, Eon week three, X39 week four. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so that will help clear blockages, neurological blockages in the brain. It also helps with detoxing. And you probably want to use the Eon patch and probably the X39 also, just to be consistent, at night during your first two weeks of detox. Because the Eon patch, as most people that have used it before know, you got two weeks of feeling really lethargic while you're detoxing with the Eon patch. So that's why it's good to wear it at night. Help you sleep while you're detoxing. Right, right. Exactly. Okay, so um, I don't have to go through the the placements for that because that's on your website. Okay, uh, the second thing, the second approach would be to balance energy, and I'd use a five-element patch rotation with the yin-yang pairs for that, and the modification for that, we'll talk about how to do that before, is to use energy enhancer or ice wave patches during the day and then use the silent nights and the carnosine patches at night. So I'd use the silent nights as a positive patch on the right and the carnosine patch as a relatively more yin or negative patch on the left at night. So remember we're we're talking about uh one of the questioners ha- said the silent nights work patch wasn't working so well in her husband. Uh one one thing I meant to mention then is uh Dr. Steve used to talk about how even though a lot of people don't feel the effects of the patch, we physiological testing, hooking someone up to a physiograph shows that regardless of whether the person feels it or not, there are physiological changes taking place. Uh So he may not feel it, but we're still having an effect. Okay, so um, that would be the second phase of the protocol in the balancing energy. And... What we want to do is you can develop a little chart here, like uh, draw, draw a chart with day one through five, and we're going to repeat the rotation for five days and take two days off. So the easiest would be okay, Monday and then we're going Sunday off. Yeah, and the, these are day rotations. So during the day, in lieu of using the energy enhancer or the ice wave, 
we can use an SP6 on the left and an Eon on the right, or an Eon glutathione stack on the right. So day one in this chart, we want to put at the, put at the top of the next column, one column is day, then the next column put SP6 on the left or the back, and then in the, the third column, you want to put Eon slash glutathione stack on the right or the front. Okay, then on day one, you want to put an SP6 patch on GV4. That's the life oh. gate. Okay, sorry. Uh, if you use Energy Enhancer or Ice Wave for that five elements and not the SP6 Eon Glutathione combo, you're putting SP6 on the center line? Did I get that right? Um, well, yes, you could do that too, but if you don't want to use the Energy Enhancer or the Ice Wave, you don't have to. Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. So you're talking about the weekend? No, uh, during the day. Okay. So during the day, okay, just forget what we said about SP6 and Eon Glutathione right now. Let's stick with Energy Enhancer, Ice Wave, right on right, tan on left, five elements. What else are we doing in the center line? So GV4 on the back. On, uh, on the, so I'm sorry. I have on my chart SP6, but you can use the um, – the negative patch on GV4 and the positive patch on the front CV4. Yeah, so um, I think people are asking me this before. I didn't know the answer to it. They said, well, if governor vessel is more young than concession vessel, why are we using a tan patch on the governing vessel rather than a white patch and vice versa? We're pulling energy through the body from the Tantian into the life gate. And so the way the energy goes from positive to negative patch would be from CV4, which is uh, on the Tantian, and that tonifies Yang Chi, and then the energy will go through the body into the life gate to GV4. Got it. Okay. And when you say negatively charged patch, positively charged patch, since we're already using Energy Enhancer and Ice Wave, what are we using for the center line? Okay, if you're going to use Energy Enhancer and Ice Wave, use your standard five element yin yang pair placements. Right. And then for the center line, use SP6 and Eon Glutathione Stack. I'm sorry, the way I'm talking about this is getting confusing. <laughs> well, it's kind of needs like it's like doing a haircut over the phone, right? It's kind of challenging. Um, right. Okay. So that okay, so draw on this chart. Make make a big chart. First column is day, second column is SP6, third column is Eon glutathione stack. Mhm. Okay. So First column, day one. Second column, GV4. Third column, CV4. So in other words, we're, we're putting Eon glutathione stack on CV4 and 
we're putting SP6 patch on GV4 at the same time. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because previously when you said to use SP6 left, Eon glutathione on the right instead of energy enhancer, that's what's confusing because then people are like, well, do we use two SP6s then, like one on the midline as well as one on the left? You know what I mean? Yeah, but as a general rule, the less patches you use, the better. Okay, so I'm just going to erase that other one, uh, that other option for folks, just to be less confusing. So okay. we're just going to use the Energy Enhancer or Ice Wave on the five elements, and then on the midline we're using SP6 um, on the back, and we're using the Eon stacked with the Glutathione on the front. Yeah, so that's day one. So at the same time you're doing a five element rotation with the Energy Enhancer patches on different points, you're also adding this chart that I'm giving you right now. Okay. So you're saying that the midline points change every single day for the five days? Yeah, because on day two, it's not midline anymore. You're going to bladder 23. Okay. So on day two, you put, uh, so on, on the chart, for day, you put two, and uh, under SP6 on the left, you put bladder 23, and under E on, on the right, put bladder 23. Okay, got it. So, see, so they're not all in the midline. Bladder 23 is bilateral. Okay. Okay, and then um, day three, we go over to the second column for SP6 on the left, you use spleen nine. So put the SP6 patch on spleen nine on the left. And then uh, stack Eon glutathione on the right stomach 40. That's day three. Okay. Okay, day four. SP6 patch on spleen 6 on the left. At the same time, you have gallbladder 39 with an eon or glutathione stack on the right. The gallbladder 39 is, is located uh, 3 inches proximal to the ankle or towards the heart from the ankle. Okay, then uh, last but not least, we have day five. And on day five, we're gonna put the SP6 patch on left bladder 23. And then we're going to put the Eon glutathione stack on right gallbladder 25, which is located inferior to the free end of the 12th rib. Okay, so that way we have five days of uh, Eon glutathione on the stacked on the right with SP6 on the left or the midline, depending on what the chart says, and two days off. So uh, my original protocol said to use 
the energy enhancer five element rotation during the day and silent nights and carnosine at night and then add the following chart that we just filled out which can be day or night doesn't matter okay All right. Where do people put the silent nights and carnosine? Um, within the five element rotation. So uh, they they replace the yin yang pairs we're using the energy enhancer or the iceway patches for. With the silent nights as a positive patch on the right, and the carnosine as a negative patch on the left. So if you look at your five element rotation placements where you have yin-yang pairs. For example, if you're doing earth, you would use a yin-yang pair of, say, spleen six, and the yang would be stomach 36. So you would use a carnosine on left spleen six and the silent nights on right stomach 36. Instead okay, of and what using, if you've already and, done that during the day? with your energy enhancer patches. You still would do the same ones at night? Yeah, then you'd use those at night instead of the energy enhancer. Okay, so that means that the skin over that point is completely covered with patches 24 hours, and that's okay? Yeah, because you're switching frequencies, you're you're changing patches. Okay. So you don't have the same frequency there. Gotcha. Yeah, so you're taking the patch off, the skin gets to breathe for a couple of minutes, and then you're putting the same uh, point, but different patches on for nighttime. Yeah, and you can also give it a couple hours for the skin to dry out before you put the nighttime patches on. Mm. Or you don't have to put them directly on the skin. You can put them on on, um, a loose wrapping, like an ace bandage or... uh, Coban or something like that that you put on loosely. So it's hard to put Coban on loosely, but maybe an ace bandage. If you want to avoid... Or if you're really fancy, you could just, you know, use a different point. You know, for example, like, you know, um, if you use the uh, SP6 Eon Glutathione stack on Spleen 9, Stomach 40, um, then that day... Um, that you're doing the five elements, um, are they supposed to use the same spleen stomach, or sh- it doesn't matter what what part of the five elements oh, are that, on? That's a good question. You can move on to the next placement for the rotation. Right. So they could do, say, liver gallbladder with energy enhancer, right? And yeah. then on the day yeah. three, which, by the way, I did type this all out, guys, um, they could use spleen nine and stomach 40. It's Basically, they're doing a double five elements happen to be that day. Um, uh, yeah, so the energy enhancer during the day would be one organ and then like earth and then you move on to, like you said, liver or the next organ for the nighttime with the silent night and the carnosine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, cool. I like that better. Another possibility is leaving the energy enhancer patches on and just stacking the silenites and the carnosine on top of them. Yeah. But then you have to take them off during the day. 
Right. Read the energy I think for most people with healthy skin, I don't really feel like it's an issue. Because, right. you know, kinesio tape, I know it's not the same tape, but kinesio tape, for example, can be on the skin for five days. <laughs> now, I know it's not, it, it, is impermeable, it is permeable to water to some extent. Uh, some of them are less so, but if you don't get skin irritation with that, you probably won't get skin irritation if you wanted to leave the Energy Enhancer and Ice Wave uh, or the Ice Wave on just to redo the same points and just stack the Silent Ice and Carnosine on top of the, the patches you already have on. Or you can, like we said, you know, take the other old ones off, you know, let the area breathe for a few minutes, and then put the new ones on. Yep. So um, also one of the callers mentioned that the, the skin was getting irritated under the patches. Now, what is likely causing that is, as you alluded to, you either have toxins that you're pulling out of the body that accumulate there, or you could have the adhesive wearing off, and then you take a bath or shower and you get soap under the patch, and that creates itching. Okay, so the the third phase of this protocol. So at at, at night you want to use an Olivita patch on the third eye, and then use an X thirty nine on CV three, which is a bladder mute point. And you could do the X thirty nine either during the day or at night, depending on how you feel. As one of the callers mentioned, uh, somebody was losing sleep by having the X39 on in the morning, so they could just wear it at night. All right, so you would add this into your Silent Night's Carnosine combo at night, correct? Yeah. Yes. X39 on CV3. And as we always say, you can play with modifications. See, these are just suggestions and playing with the modifications to see which ones work best for you. Which is always the best approach. Okay, so this, all this we just talked about is under the energy balance. So protocol number two, right? Right, except the uh, <clears throat> the third one, which was oh, okay. the, so the newer patches. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, the newer patches. That was the third phase. Solid on third eye and X39 on CD3. So, how long so, are people going in phase two before they go to phase three? Um. Give it at least a week to do a full rotation to get the energy balance. It could be up to a month or so also. Okay. So the the first part of this would be only for uh, a, a month. The second part, you can keep the energy balancing forever, like a tune-up, and to help with sleep. And the, the third one you can keep doing forever, too. Okay. 
So th- that was the, uh, the protocol that I had outlined for uh, prostate. Nice. So we're, we're helping both sleep and energy balance. Thorough. Yeah, and uh, and that's why I talked about the characteristics of each point, so you know why I'm using those points. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, great. So um, this is going to – so I have this all down, guys, uh, on the Patch Training Team, all one word, dot com blog. So you can just search for prostate. Just note that um, I will have to do a little bit of spell checking, and what I'll do is I will create the chart um, probably as an image. Yeah, I'm thinking of it. Um, maybe on Canva or something like that, and then I can put that in there for you guys. Well, I can send you a copy of my protocol, and then you can just uh, cut and paste. Oh, okay, great, awesome, because it's visual, right? It's actually a chart. The chart is, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's helpful, because visual people kind of, instead of just reading the words on the page, they kind of need that structure. That would be really helpful. Thank you, Dr. Dennis. Sure. Um, Also, another important point is, as we talked about earlier, Diet and lifestyle are very important, and the the patches are actually supporting the energy of a good lifestyle. So don't just use the patches by themselves with a lousy lifestyle. You'll be much better off to change your energy patterns while you're using the patches, and then they'll work much better. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great point. I'm going to put that in the blog. Dr. Dennis, before we go, somebody's asking, uh, what if someone has cold feet all the time, even though it's warm out? Is there a protocol she should be using? She says, thanks for all you guys do. (laughs) Um, That sounds like it's a blood distribution problem that would involve liver energy, which directs the blood where to go. And also... um, an influential point for the blood, which is bladder 17. So uh, I'd start out playing with liver 3 and gallbladder 41, say for energy enhancer patches with the, the tan on the left and the white on the right to deal with the liver energy. And then um, put one of the YH patches on bladder 17 on the right. Or you could you use it with a carnosine also. Um, you say an X39 or an Eon or a glutathione on right bladder 17 and a carnosine or an SP6 on left bladder 17. Because bladder 17 is an influential point for the blood. And then the, the liver 3 and the gallbladder 41 address liver energy for distributing the blood. And what about X39? Should they, uh, instead of the YH ones on the right, should they, could they put X39 on the bladder on, 17? It could be on right bladder 17, yeah. Okay, cool. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. All right, so I'm saving this, guys. I'm gonna, it's going to take me a couple hours <laughs> to get this done. Um, so just check in with the blog and also post it into the Facebook groups. Um, when I am done as well so you'll find it there Uh, yeah so Dr. Dennis thank you so much for this this is exciting um, to have this awesome protocol 
You're very welcome. I, I hope I hope the I hope that we help a lot of guys have a more healthy prostate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so we do have to go, guys. Um just know that uh, every first Monday of the month at 12 noon Eastern, Dr. Dennis and I will be together on the show. And from now on, what we're going to be doing is mostly Q&A. So please, if you are a LifeWave distributor, get your you know friends, family, um, your your team members, your customers you know on the show so they can ask questions of the experts. And um, that way, you know, uh, because I'm not uh, as active in, in the Facebook group right now, thanks to Facebook censoring, et cetera, et cetera, it's all good. Um, <laughs> so this is the yeah. way, this is the way, if you want to talk to me and you're not on my team, otherwise it's $1,000 an hour, um, <laughs> come to the show. You know, come to the show and uh, pick our brains and uh, uh, really appreciate Dr. Dennis spending eight years or more, you know, uh, with, with all this time, because it takes some time to prepare all this stuff as well. So, um, you know, to, to prepare all this information for us, the topics, so I really appreciate you, Dr. Dennis, for all these years of your volunteering, you know, to the benefit of the entire, um, you know, uh, LifeWay family uh, all around the world. Sure. And uh, it's a labor of love for both of us. Yes, it is. And <clears throat> another way people can access the info is to go back to the archives for your Blog Talk Radio link. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So you can actually go to the blog and you can just type in whatever symptom it is or, or area of the body that you're interested in, and that blog will show up with the replay and the widget uh, with the radio show that you can click right there and play right on there. Awesome. Thanks, Dr. Dennis. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.